You're listening to You're listening to the to the Beer O'Clock the Beer O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show where every week we review a beer and discuss its various merits. My name is Mark, your friendly beer noob, and joining me is my beer buddy and beardy bugger, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I noticed the emphasis on the word beer in, in this week's introduction <laughs> rather than the, the pluralised version of it. Indeed. Um, finally, we're doing one beer. Oh, Christ. <laughs> finally. <yes>. Finally. <laughs> Uh, this week we're delving into a beer that originally came out in 2012, it is now out in, in that vessel that's become much loved of the craft wankery, the can. It is Dark Star's revelation of 5.7% American Pale Ale, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Stevie, what have you been drinking, mate? Oh, it's, it's been a pretty good beery week, actually, um, and be, people are here why in a second when we, we get on to some other bits that we've been up to, um, but I'm just going to stick this out there. There was one single standout beer for me this week. It's the beer that everybody's been going on about for the last couple of weeks on Twitter, Cloudwater's Double IPA. Um, I finally got my grubby little mitts on some of it, thanks to the guys at Hot Burns and Black who saved me a flagon of it, and I drank it like it was fruit juice. It was absolutely stunning um there are still some bottles that are floating around and i would suggest if anybody sees a bottled version or they see it on a bar anywhere to actually get themselves a measure of it because it's an incredible example of how to do a double ipa properly yeah i'm not really a big fan of double ipas but the way you've been banging on about it i i think i need to get you some Oh mate, it was just—it was just too juicy. It was just like <laughs> all these fruit juice flavors going on in it, and just for for nine percent, it's a big beer. Um, I really enjoyed drinking it. I was so glad I had a liter of it in one of those flagons um, because I, I would have been really disappointed had I had a small three thirty mil bottle and, <laughs> and drunk it as quickly as I did the first glass. <laughs> to, to be honest, um, what else have you been up to, beer wise? Um, well, we've had a, had quite the busy week together, haven't we? We have. Um, we did uh, a recording for our winter special last week. Um, would you like to tell the folks about that? On Thursday night? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, people should know by now that on we've been mentioning it on Twitter and stuff, and obviously um, we've had some photos and stuff come out of it as well. But on Thursday night, we did another live recording at Hot Burns and Black in south london um it was a good night it was basically they called the night all black i think from memory which focused on all new zealand beers and all black beers so we had beers from yeasty boys from eight mile from remind me steve who else (laughs) Eight, eight wired. Eight not, wired. Not sorry, eight. not eight yeah. That's the yeah, Eminem um, movie. Yeah, uh, Renaissance. Renaissance. Uh, three boys. And that, no, that was it. Yeah, that that, that was it. Yeah, we had two yeasty boys, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We did five beers. I, th- I think that's where we're we're getting our um our, our wires a little cross there. Um, yeah, so it was a good night. We had about twenty four, twenty five people, yeah, not was, including yeah. not including us and the brewers, or rather the brewer and. Um, Todd from the New Zealand Collective. So, yeah, nice yeah. crowd. It was it was a great evening. Um, it was good to do the stuff live again um, in front of a crowd, and, and you'll be able to able to hear the results of that on the fifteenth of January um, when we release the winter special, uh, which we called All Black. 
live from Hot Burns and Black. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, and there was also this as well. This is the Beer Nation, a collection of beer bloggers, writers and podcasters coming together to discuss the state of beer in the UK with particular focus on the last 12 months. My name is Mark from the Beer O'Clock Show podcast and joining me... And we'll be teasing a little bit more about what Beer Nation is over the coming weeks. Indeed. It was it was an interesting morning or afternoon. Anyway, <laughs> you got any news for us, buddy? Of course. Here's your pips. Beep, 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 Okay, this week's big news breaking today. Um, as we recalled the show, another craft beer company falls by the wayside to a major acquisition from a big brewer. So Constellation Brands, who themselves are somewhat of a subsidiary of another company, um, have agreed to acquire San Diego-based Ballast Point. Um, this is a deal that has gone down for one billion dollars in the states. Bloody um, hell. Yeah, and as you can imagine, set Twitter alight um, today <laughs> when that was released. Um, also in this week's news, and once again proving that where the beer o'clock show lead, others must follow. So we haven't been quiet about our all black evening that we did at Hot Burns and Black, and then lo and behold, last week the announcement for the International Rainbow Project came and they're doing it with New Zealand breweries. Now, I wonder where they got that idea from. <laughs> um, so involved from the UK this year will be Beavertown, Burning Sky, Magic Rock, Hawkshead, Wild, Siren and Partisan. Involved from New Zealand are Parrot Dog, Liberty, Falk, Yeasty Boys, Eight Wired, Garage Project and Panhead. There's not really too many more details about that. Uh, other than that, right now, you can check out all the details at sirencraftboo.com backslash international hyphen rainbow hyphen project hyphen 2016. A little story here about while we're talking about beers going around the continent. Um, Island Craft Beers Limited um, are set to make Irish craft beer and cider a global brand. So a new company launching in Ireland in the last week, um, Island Craft Beers Limited, um, will be looking to export, distribute and market traditional artisan Irish breweries. Um, again, not a great amount of detail about this at the moment. You can find out all the details at islandcraftbeers.com. And then finally in this week's news um, and linking somewhat to tonight's show, Darkstar have secured a new site to, to sell their beers in. This will be in Horsham, um, which is quite close. It's obviously in the, the, the county where Darkstar are from in Sussex. Uh, a bar that has previously traded as, as the Anchor Tap and will be refer, re, reverting to that name, bringing back some of the tradition that comes with the site and investing heavily in creating something beautiful in the town. Um, you can follow the progress of the site on Twitter at the Anchor Tap, or you can find out all the information about that on Darkstar's website, darkstarbrewing.co.uk. And, and that's the end of the news this week, mate. Cool. Well, that bit of news leads us well into the beer, doesn't it? It does indeed. And I cannot wait to <laughs> crack a can. <laughs> yeah, so this is, as I said... Revelation from Darkstar, their 5.7% American Pale Ale. In a can, this is made from a blend of Warrior, Cascade, Columbus, Crystal and Chinook hops. I'm, I'm expecting some big American flavours in there. Mm, God, the aroma's really good. It's kind of caramel, a little bit of pine, a little bit of citrus in there. 
it's it's, it's as you say though, it's a little bit. You've got some of those uh, American flavors that, that you'd expect, the American aromas. I'm really looking forward to this one, mate. Let's um let's hesitate no more. Okay. And and let's dive in. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, pal. Oh, that's interesting. You're getting the lovely fresh American flavors on there, but there's like a hint. A hint of burnt orange on the back. Mm. Kind of. Good shout, mate. You're getting the typical citrus, aren't you? That like, as in the the grapefruity citrus or the limey citrus. That kind of. Yeah, but a lovely orange coming straight down the middle of it, kind of lifting it a little bit and giving it a little bit more character than you would get from a normal citrus-laden pale. Mm-hmm. It's it's got a it's got a lovely um, while it's got all those American flavors going on in there, it's got a really solid malty backbone to it as well, mm-hmm. and and that's balancing really well with those hops. And what it's leading to is is this wonderful. It's it's a really sharp bitter finish that that you get in the mouth. It's it's a finish that would would be normal for a much darker beer than this one. Um, but the, the flavors are just balancing so well in, in there. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Um, yeah, from what I understand, it's got, um, nothing but Marisota hops, um, Marisota malts in it, sorry. Um, and obviously those hops that I mentioned before, but <laughs> they've got on the website that they dry hopped during conditioning using their Hoptimizer, which is an industrial sized hooker, um, or hookah. Which I think is some kind of big pipe thing. Okay. No, <laughs> no idea, to be honest with you. I've, I've got no point of reference for this. If maybe if there's anybody out there that knows what a optimizer is, let us know um, on on Twitter, and and we can um, we can be a little bit more informed. Well, next I just week. I, I just googled hookah because I wasn't quite sure what it was, and it's like you know when you see these big Indian. Um, Arabic bongs, the the smoking things. You're not no. that you're not that cloistered. You, you'll <laughs> know if you do a Google when we're done. You'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. But they must just bubble it through this huge bong <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, you, you know, well, well, it certainly it works. works. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The outcome of it is 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 fantastic. I mean, this this is a beer that we had. Uh, we drank this when we were in Brighton when we did our Brighton crawl, um, and we drank this on cask, and it was a solid beer. Then, um, having been put into a can, it's lost none of its flavour. What it's done though is it's just lifted it a little bit from from that cask version that we had. It's there's a lot more life to it. It's a lot more. It's a lot more drinkable. Um, it certainly makes you want to drink a lot more of it. Um, now, is the cast version five point seven as well? That was still Revelation, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It would. It would be the same beer. Yeah. Because this came originally out of the guy who ran Darkstar wanted to brew a five point seven percent American pale ale, but on talking to publicans and. Um, Distributors, I guess, did a sub five one. I'm guessing so they paid less duty on it. This is all my back of the website research. You understand? <laughs> um, but came out in, with this in 2012 and seemed to be knock, knocking people's socks off as soon as it was released. Yeah, 
Um, and, and I think, again, like, like most beers, the, the, the fact that it's now been put into a can um, makes it a lot more accessible. Um, again, stunning, just stunning branded, branding on, on these cans. The, the, the colours are working so well on it. Um, there's, there's some incredibly hand-drawn pictures of hops on there. Just, just looking really good and coming out of the can really well as well. Um, and it's, um, it's worth noting that um, the guys that put these into the cans um, are the, the guys from We Can Solutions. And we've, we've got an interview with them at the end of tonight's show, which I managed to get with them at Indie Man, because those were the guys that were, were doing takeaway crawlers as, as well at Indie Man. So um, I, I chat to the guys at the end about their canning and how they've been working with breweries. Um, and, and yeah, it was it was down to them, them guys that these beers have now appeared in these wonderful cans. They've got, um, I'm just trying to do a, do a Google. Um, because they've got, uh, <laughs> like you said, they've got some hand-drawn hops on the label, and one of them's got like a, a, a ribbon around it, like you would get on a tattoo with Pro Amore Humulus, which I think it just means we love hops, because Humulus for... is obviously the Latin for the hop plant. Yeah, yeah, so and Amore is love, so there, there you go. We are absolutely full of fantastically interesting facts this <laughs> this evening um, that that has to be said um but yeah i mean this is this is really enjoyable stuff um it's just those flavors are just working so well to, together in, yeah. in this beer how are you getting on with your beer mate i'm i'm almost done um, to, to, to be honest with you, it sounds like you are as well. It's a, it's a two-can recording, this two one. And I, I, I did have a warm-up beer before tonight of uh, Salty Kiss from the can. I feel like I should be playing catch-up um, now. Um, because I, uh, what, while I'm opening this second one, I will say that we are very, very grateful um, to the guys at Dark Star for, for sending us what can only be described as a few cans um, and we we are that grateful for the few cans that we they sent us that we're actually going to give away a six pack um, on on this week's show to to one lucky listener. So we're we're going to leave this competition open for a few weeks. So we'll leave it open till the end of November. So it gives you a chance to to get involved. But all you need to do is just send us a tweet with the hashtag Beery Revelation. And tell us what your beery revelation was. So what was the beer that first turned you to craft beer? <laughs> the, the best tweet, um, in Mark and I's opinion, will get the six-pack of Dark Star Revelation sent to you in the post in time for you to enjoy at Christmas. So all you've got to do is tweet us with the hashtag beery revelation and, and then do your best with the remaining characters in that tweet. So what was the beer that turned you to craft beer, mate? Because... When we first started doing this, you you were still firmly in the in the camera camp. To, to craft beer, um, I I think I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say it was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, mm-hmm. um, which ironically enough is is coming up next week in in our final revisited show uh, as well. So, so you can listen to Mark and I going back and enjoying that that beer once again. But yeah yeah, for me, if I had to. If I had to stick a pin in something to say that was the moment when I realised how good beer could taste, it was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. What about what about you? It was that's one of them, or Thornbridge Raven. 
Um, which, you know, technically isn't a craft beer because Thornbridge isn't... You can make the argument that they're not a craft brewery, right? You could make the same argument for Sierra Nevada. True. I, I think it's very much down to Thornbridge not labelling themselves as a craft yeah. brewery. But they that beer kind of opened my eyes to, well, there's more to this than brown water, you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I know what you're saying. And, and, and as I say, having having already sat and recorded the, the, the final revisited show with you, um, <laughs> we, we do have some of this discussion in that show. So without giving too much of that way, make sure you um, keep your ears open for, for the final revisited episode, which will be coming your way next week as, guess, as, as well. I guess I should edit that episode. Yeah, yeah you were going to get a reminder at the end of this recording. <laughs> Take it, you're right. cutting all this bit out. No, I'll keep it in. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> so that, that's the that's the competition. So a six pack of this quite stunning beer, to be frank, ladies and gents, um, can be winging your way, as Steve says. Hashtag beery revelation. Tell us what beer opened your eyes to the wonders of craft. So uh, let, let's just keep on keep on going, mate. What what would finishing off our second can yeah yeah why not <laughs> have you got an instagram of the week i have and, and and until 10 minutes before i started recording the show i was very much decided on what that was this week um and then one popped up in my feed that actually just was it was a game changer for for me um so uh the winner of this week's great big box of nothing um not going too far this week, going just down the road in Essex to um, serial show guest Justin Mason for um, a really nice picture from within a brewery of, of a brewery's entire range of beers. Oh, nice. All laid out on the side of all the, the, the casks on the floor as well. I just thought it was something different. I was, I was struggling this week. I've got to say, um, folks that are entering the prize this prize, uh, you got to start up in your game. Um, all, all your pictures are the same. I, I need something different that's going to catch my eye from time to time. Um, and, it, and it was that this week. So congratulations, Justin Mason at 1970 Boy, for um, winning a great big box of nothing in this week's Prizes Prize. And if you want to enter the competition to win your very own great big box of nothing, put a picture up on Instagram and use the hashtag cheersguys. And if it's the one that excites me and catches my eye next week, you'll get your very own great big box of nothing. <laughs> this week's hot topic, buddy. Now, that you gave me a sneak preview of this. I did. It. I, I started rubbing my hands together in glee, with a little smile on my face, because I think this could be potentially very interesting. So uh, tell the boys and girls what, what it is. Okay, so put put this out on Twitter um, yesterday. So day before we recalled, I thought, actually, let, let's go for a full day today. It was something that I saw happen on Twitter yesterday, and it's something that happens quite a lot. And to, to be honest with you, it, it kind of pisses me off when it happens. So this week's hot topic was simply, should breweries argue publicly on Twitter? So, so, so we put put that out there. Uh, we used the Twitter poll, um, and we got people to vote yes or no. So, let, let's get the results of that out of the way. Overwhelmingly, fifty eight percent of the respondents said no. Breweries should not be arguing publicly on Twitter. That was backed up with these comments as as well. So, Matt Shinnery, the half pint gent, said no. Next question. Decos, um, professionally no, but I've only seen a few brewers shame establishments that own, owe them cash. Not nice, but it is popcorn fun. 
Drac Uber, new contributor to the show and actually a, a gentleman that will be appearing on our next homebrew special. Um, really not a great idea as airing your dirty laundry in public tends to make everybody involved look bad. Justin Mason, when breweries argue with each other on Twitter, all sorts of folk get drawn in and it becomes quite divisive and destructive. Good beer folk fall out who otherwise wouldn't disagree. Clayfish, 140 characters is wrong. We often only see a portion of the conversation. Makes the author look like a dick um, because it provides a lack of context. Miles Lambert, our number one fan. Public arguments are rarely productive. Usually make both sides look bad as they should go old. They should just go old school and meet up for a pint. And then Beer Nouveau, arguing no, but constructive disagreement, yes. Breweries are businesses, but we've made the industry focus around the individuals and people always aren't professional. So that's that's those that came out in favor, favor of the no camp. Um, I, I did find this. I struggled with this one for people that said that they thought it was OK. And, and <laughs> okay. particularly these next few comments as well. I struggle with with, with these comments. So uh, beer farts. Uh, yes, it's cringe van- value, but it's priceless for the rest of us. Sparky Wright, of course it's not professional, but it's entertaining. And the Owl Trail, I've replied yes because it's amusing and sometimes I don't have a clue. Being a brewer doesn't mean you know what's good. So this is kind of, I imagine they're the sort of people that when there's an accident, they stop and have a look and, and hold the, re- the rest of us up. Um, and then there was one comment that simply said, it's none of your business um, what goes on. So, uh, And this was from uh, Femto Brewster, um, Emma from Crammer. Um, should they? Well, who are we to say, really? If it's their own business, they're talking about that's up to them. So that's what the Twitter's theory thinks about breweries arguing publicly on Twitter. Now, mate, I know you've been waiting to get your teeth into this one. <laughs> Go. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say that I agree with everyone <laughs> whose comments you read out. Ultimately, it's none of our business. And it is good popcorn material, but also it's unprofessional. But, you know, I've seen brewers bicker and argue on Twitter. I've seen a head brewer of a very respected brewery basically trolling a very respected beer journalist, um, bordering on sexism. Um that that kind of thing is a really easy way to figure out who the assholes are or who the twats are. Um, so I like that aspect because I'm in this for the characters and you know for the relationships, and I like to, to weed out the tits so I can unfollow them and not have anything to do with them. Um, but I can see how the people who said that they shouldn't argue. I can definitely see their point in that businesses should keep that level of combativeness to private channels. You know, there's such thing as DMs. We don't need you just to air your dirty laundry in front of us. And it's like going back to when I used to, years ago, I used to work in um, online communities and on forums and stuff, and people would have threads upon threads of public arguments over, you know, there's two people going back and forth for days. And it's like, take it to private message. No one really gives a shit. And at this point, you're doing it because you want an audience for your arguments. Um, It's not productive. It reflects poorly on your brewery, especially if you're arguing the point that is wrong. And if you're arguing with a brewery that 
is loved by some people, those people who are seeing the argument may decide they're never going to try your beers anymore. You know, just because two immature people can't, like Miles said, get together and have a beer and discuss it, mm-hmm. like adults. There's nothing wrong with rigorous debate on topics, but when if you're just having a flat-out argument, then grow the fuck up and get off, get off, get offline and meet in a pub and have an argument there <laughs> if you want to. That, there you go. Yeah, no, I, I um, I, I'm, I'm of, of the same mindset as you here, mate. I, I, I think. Um, Yes, you, you know, agree with a lot of what people said. Yes, it can be entertaining, um, but actually, when other people start wading in, that's the point at which one or both parties should step away and say, "Actually, this is no longer our argument," because mm-hmm. people have started getting involved and people are either egging it on or trying to see it continue Absolutely. for the entertainment value. Um, I, I try and put it in in the, the 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 view of if if I was doing this in if it was me and my daytime profession and I got into a public spat with a competitor or a partner that I work with it would make us look horrific yeah. in, in that industry mm-hmm. um, and I just don't understand how brewing thinks any it's any different um, but again um, a great hot topic this week that people really got involved in <laughs> and, and we're happy for, for people that maybe missed that discussion um, in the run-up to, to this week's show to to share your thoughts with us use the, use the hashtag hot topic um, and there will be another hot topic coming along next week for you to get involved in yeah so be sure to follow the Twitter feed and Sometimes Steve posts a little poll to see which hot topic should be the hot topic of the week. But get involved and make your mark. And you might get your tweet read out on the show, which is all anyone ever wants. Surely. Of course, that's that's what people aspire to now, <laughs> is, is having having their tweet read out on the Beer O'Clock show. Indeed. Now, Steve, this Dark Star revelation, I'm getting to the bottom of my second can. <laughs> Me too. Do you um... have any final comments on this one, mate? No, mate. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. It's um, just just to repeat what I said earlier. To to, to thank Dark Star and particularly to thank Steph at Dark Star for sorting us out with these beers. Mm-hmm. Um, really um, happy to have received them and to review them on tonight's show. It is a cracking beer. Um, it's really tasty. It's got lots of flavour going on in there. A great balance between hops and malts. And, and if you like a beer that leaves a lovely bitterness in in your mouth, yeah, this this is the one for you. So I'd say um, search out Revelation in cans. If you can, search out the cask version as well because the cask version is incredible. All yep. the flavours you're getting in the cans, there's so much more depth in the cask as well. Mm-hmm. But great beer. Yeah, and don't be, if you're not into the really hoppy stuff, they've got a shitload of hops in this, but it's really finely balanced with that lovely caramelly malt. And mm-hmm. it it's all kind of wrapped up in this nice little perfect, perfect little parcel of a pale ale. It's just a great example of an APA. Yeah, and and if, if you're interested about the canning process, make sure you hang around for the interview at the end of Andy from We Can Solutions. And also in that interview, Andy talks about um, a new website that's launching on the 1st of December, which is going to be the Craft Can Directory, uh, where you'll be able to buy basically pretty much all of the cans that are available in the UK from this one single website. So um, that's a really exciting prospect Uh Listen out for that in, in, in the interview at the end, and you'll be pleased to know that when that launches on the 1st of December, we'll be carrying a 10% discount code for it as well. So we'll be adding the Craft Can directory to the list of, of <laughs> wonderful online suppliers that give our listeners um, a great discount to get your beers. 
Indeed. So what's coming up next week, buddy? Next week? Well, mate, you know we've only got four shows left oh, this season. Oh, my goodness. How quickly has, has that gone? So so let me just give you, I'm, I'm going to tell you what we're doing next week and then I'm going to give you a bit of a rundown of what we've got left as well because we've okay. got some really great shows coming up. So so next week it's a show that I'm really, really excited about um, for a number of reasons. It's not normally something that we do, but we're doing a show next week with a guest who actually brewed the beer. Now, um, I know yeah, we haven't done like, that in ages. We, we haven't done that for ages. We don't normally invite the breweries on to review their own beers. But um, next week we're doing Buxton Yellow Belly, which I think by this point there isn't a single person in the UK that hasn't tried this beer. So I, uh, yeah, me either. Um, <laughs> me and you both, first time next week. Um, and I, I just, I, I wanted someone on to talk about it with us. And, um, for a long time, I've been talking to Colin Strong, who's the head brewer at Buxton, about coming on the show and doing something with us. So I invited him on to his own show to talk to us about the, the, the process of Yellow Belly, where the idea came from, where the concept came from, but also just to talk to Colin about a number of things, because Colin's got a lot of great insight and a lot of experience from the industry. And, and, and I just wanted to bring him on the show um so that um we could chat to him about that and, and i will open up the offer as well if any of our listeners um before monday evening um so that's before monday the 23rd at 8 p.m if you've got any questions you'd like you'd like us to ask colin tweet them to us um and we'll make sure we try and include those questions in next week's show cool so that's next week then in the run-up to Christmas, after that, we've only got three shows, mate. That's all that's left. So uh, the week after that, we are talking beer advent calendars with the original um, beer advent calendar. Um, he'll be coming on to review a beer of us and to, to talk to us about how he feels that his idea has now been completely monetized and bastardized by the industry. Um, <laughs> the week after that, that, so that should make for an interesting show. Um, the week after that, we are looking forward to welcoming back uh, the Irish after their last now oh, infamous appearance um, on one of our live shows. Wayne and Janice will be returning to the Beer O'Clock show to review 200 Thevens with us, which is a uh, whiskey barrel aged stout. And then uh, the week after that, our season finale will be the um, opening of Fuller's Vintage Beer from last year. So a beer that both you and I have aged for a year. And mm -hmm. I believe, I don't know about you, mate, but I'm very much looking forward to opening that beer uh, oh, as yeah. well at the end of the season. I've still got so, a 2013 here as well. I've not got one going back that far, but I'm definitely looking forward to the 2014. So we've got an incredible uh, remainder of the season left. I can't believe we're, we're already at the point where we've only got four shows left, mate. It's um, <laughs> It's been our biggest season ever, but yet it seems to have gone so quickly. Yeah. Um, but yet we've still got some really good shows to come. So, so stick with us, folks. And don't forget, you can get your beers from Ales by Mail, beautiful beers, Beer Merchants and Ebria, who all now offer... A 10% discount to Beer O'Clock Show listeners. And what a variety of merchants they are as well. Ales by Mail, you can get all kinds of stuff. Beautiful beers are great for your Belgian stuff. Beer merchants, Ebria, great range from all of them. Check our website for details on our Beerless page to get the discount code there. We are online at beeroclockshow.co.uk, on Twitter at Beer O'Clock Show, on Instagram at Beer O'Clock Show. Steve is on Untapped. 
at Beer Show Steve. I'm on Untapped at Beer Show Mark, and I'm on Twitter at Beer Show Mark. Wait after the tinkly tinkly music for Steve's interview with We Can Solutions. Until next week, Stevie. Mate, it has been the absolute highlight of my week. And mine. Bye-bye. It's beer o'clock and this week it's all about the cans as we chat to Andy from We Can Solutions. Andy, welcome to the show. Hello there, nice to meet you. Um, Okay, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, so uh, we are a company that moves around uh, a canning line, takes a canning line to breweries all around the country, uh, up to Scotland, Northern Ireland, Ireland, and we've even been to uh, Holland recently. So we take the canning line to a brewery with uh, pre-branded cans and then take those, uh, fill them, and uh, leave the finished cans at the, at the brewery. Yep. Okay, so that's kind of the entire service that, that, that you offer. Just just break down each step of that for us a little bit. Okay, so what happens is the brewery will contact us and uh, in effect send their artwork. We process the artwork. Um, we give the brewery an option either to put that on directly onto the can or onto a pressure sensitive label that we've developed to go onto a can. Um, so we do all that in uh, at our location in Hereford, fill the van up with a load of cans and take those to a brewery. So we set up at the brewery within, I'd say, you know, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, depending on the size of the brewery, and uh, we're into into canning. Um, the cans are all packed. Um, they're left at the brewery for for the brewery then to distribute as they would normally do. So uh, yeah. And and what about quality control? Whose whose responsibility responsibility is that? Is that yours or does that fall on the shoulders of the brewery? Now this is, I mean. The whole project started sort of two and a half years ago now, and this was the key. We didn't want to rush into this. Uh, we felt that we wanted to be at least um, comparable to the conventional contract canners. So quality is, you know, that's our business at the end of the day. So we've, we've spent a lot of work. We've got four different technical advisors in terms of different areas. Um, so whether that be the seam quality or the way the beer is put into the can, all of this is designed to ensure that there's no dissolved or as little as possible dissolved oxygen. So we're able to extend the shelf life if you know longer than, than bottles in most cases. Um, so quality is, is probably the fundamental importance to what we do. Um, yeah, yeah. And you've worked with a few breweries now, as, as you mentioned. Um, and you might not want to answer this, but what's been your favourite label? Ah, oh, what a brilliant question. That is a really good question. Um, well, I'll tell you what, the, the, the labelling solutions have, have just transformed what we do. Um, at the start, it, I suppose the pressure-sensitive label that we, we did was a, a method to allow smaller breweries to um, you know to, to get up to a, a threshold of 50,000 where they could print a can. And I suppose two years ago, two and a half years ago, if somebody asked me that question, it would have been like you know, uh, perhaps a, a, a less... Um, less of an option um, but they've taken over um, I think uh, labels from Andwell uh, are really good on a black can textured uh, metallic there's a small brewery down in um, down in Cornwall called Black Flag, black flag. they've got brilliant labels Bison Brewery lovely labels from them uh, 40 foot have got a really unique kind of label um, so after, out of the sort of 60 odd breweries we do that's a difficult question But uh, so I don't know if I've got one favourite but those are some of my few yeah, yeah. and it's probably fair to say that we've seen an absolute boom in canned beer in, in the UK over the last year or so. Um, why do you think that is? Yeah, it has been a boom. I mean, the, our repeat orders have, have really sort of flabbergasted us um, as, as quickly as we can to made their sold. Um, it's it's an innovative form of packaging. I think can do more than, than with a bottle. When we started this, we were all, all kind of ready for this 
oh, not a black backlash, but you know, cans not, not the right thing. We haven't had that, so it's it's just taken off. I think um, they're just so easy to transport. They cool quicker. There are some environmental issues as well, um, and of course you've got the quality. You know, there's no light penetration, so there's lots of factors, both for the brewery and then the customer, um, to, to you know make cans more popular. Really, uh, transport is the biggest thing I would have thought, both for the, for the breweries and for the final customer moving moving beers around. Yeah. And do you see it continuing? Do you see the trend continuing? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're, we're in growth ourselves. You know, we've got uh, three canning lines now. We're into Ireland, Holland, France, and Germany uh, by the end of this year. Um, I definitely will continue to grow. We've got more and more inquiries. So, um, it's, yeah, a lot of people are very excited about it, yeah. And with more breweries installing their own canning lines, do you see that being a threat to your business in the future? Not, not at all. Not we, we welcome it. You know, we support people who've got canning lines themselves. We support them. For us, it's about getting more cans out in, 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 in of beer. Uh, so it's not a threat. Um, I'd have to say that you know I'd make a good argument as to why we're better because canning isn't easy; it's a hassle. Um, but that's not a threat for us. It's, we welcome it. You know, we try and support uh, brewers who put their beers in the cans. Not a threat at all. It's great. And, and as we're recording this now, we're, we're sat at the Indie Man Beer Festival where you guys have come up with the absolute genius idea of, of takeaway cans of, of the beers that are on offer here. Whose um, brainchild was that? <laughs> I uh, take the blame for that one, really. I, I, I love innovation and, uh, you know, I think this is almost a world first because I've researched and I don't think I can see anybody else doing this. Uh, so it's the smallest contract canning in the world, I reckon, here today. Um, it just seemed a way that, you know, very rarely do we meet the final customer. So, it's, you know, here you meet brewers and customers. Um, the feedback's great, uh, and it's just nice to have that interaction. So it's working well, really, really good. Yeah. And what's next for you guys? What's what's coming on the horizon? Okay, there's lots. Um, as I say, we've got uh, three canning lines now, probably four. So we're into Ireland, doing the Irish brewers, uh, into Northern Europe as well. Um, probably have a, uh, a canning line based in the north of England as well. Um, we also provide now a, um, a, a, a processing and brewing function as well. So where brewers have got you know, relatively small volumes, uh, we're able to process that beer. Uh, can conditioned, uh, obviously doesn't require any process, but if they want it processed, we can condition it, cool it, carbonate it, and then take it forward. So um, that's something that's new. Uh, we've got a route to market now. It's uh, launched uh, just recently the Craft Can Directory. Um, so that will supply consumers with with all of the range of beers uh, so that's something we do as well and that's uh, so there's lots going on there's there's an awful lot going on as well into other beverages so not just craft beer you know we see an emerging market of craft kind of other beverages um, I can't say too much but uh, cold brew coffee will be one that will take this uh, yeah by storm uh, we've developed a, a really good uh, process to put a cold brew coffee in a can that pours like a Guinness really excited about that yeah Okay, so just tell us a little bit more about the craft can directory that you mentioned there as well, because that's that's quite exciting. Yeah, it's, it's uh, we were we've, we we often get calls from from general public who sort of say, look, where can we can, where, where can we provide the beer? Of course, brewers will supply their their, their cans to their traditional uh, outlets, but. The Craft Can Directory allows customers to go on, purchase a beer within hours of it being canned. Often these beers are exclusive. Um, we are 
we benefit because we don't have to pay transport costs because we're up at the brewery anyway so um, so that is passed on to the customer so there's a massive range it's all of our uh, all of the 60 or 70 cans that we do plus any of the other breweries got their own lines the, uh, the five or six you have all of those will be available on the craft country so there's it's door-to-door it's a beer club, exclusive deals, uh, most of it's really fresh, you know, up to, up to the minute product. So really excited about that, yeah. Okay, great stuff. So where can people find out more about what you do um, and where, where do people go for the Craft Can directory? Okay, two websites, um, www.wecan.solutions, so it's not .com or anything, it's wecan.solutions. And then Craft Can directory is uh, craftcan.directory, www.craftcan.directory. So you can find out all that, my contact details there if anybody wants to give me a shout. Uh, one of the good things about the Craft Can directory is that we're able to put um, personalised labels on things. So if anyone's got a wedding or a function or a festival, oh, we're able to personalised labels and, and to be honest with you the cost isn't uh, it's, it's going to be relatively similar to you you know you're picking up a, a, a normal can so you can have your own label uh, your own design on your own beer uh, and, and purchase through, through ourselves so that's really exciting yeah well listen Andy I really appreciate your time um, there's loads of thirsty punters here that want their cans filled so I'm not going to take up any more of your time thank you so much for, for sharing some of that with us no, you're very welcome thank you very much for your time cheers